Welcome to the Munchkin Minute, your bi-weekly look into some tabletop gaming news and more. I'm your host, Stan Dan, Board Game Man, and this is your news for mid-July 2020. Now, this week, Z-Man announced Pandemic Season Zero for the release later this year. This is, of course, by Rob Davio and Matt Leacock. Now, it wasn't much of a surprise that this was going to be released a third installment, but nobody really knew what to expect from a third installment. So having it as kind of a prequel is kind of an interesting little twist to it. So this is going to take place in the Cold War 1962, where the Soviets are developing a bioweapon called Project Medusa. So you're going to be traveling all over the world, doing allied, neutral, and Soviet cities, and trying to eliminate Soviet operatives and get some specific targets, set up CIA agents in remote locations. And of course, like the other ones, it's going to play out over 12 months. But what's also really cool is it's going to have kind of a prelude scenario that you can play. So the interesting thing about season one and season two was that you just kind of jumped right in. You know, you could play kind of a test type one, but it really is the second you kind of open and start playing, you're kind of ruined some of the kind of uh, you know legacy aspects and maybe a little spoilery. So the to give you a little head start, they're going to have a little bit of a prelude so you can see how things play and then kind of how you do on that, whether you want to play it once or twice, kind of shapes a little bit of that first month. So uh, I think they're really thinking about the different types of difficulties and such uh, for going on. So like the other ones, there's going to be a lot of things that you will unlock because, of course, this is really what gave the legacy aspect of games their name was by pandemic legacy season one so looking forward to season zero not really a huge uh release date for this one just said later this year i suspect this was probably originally going to be like an essen release uh so probably you're looking probably november december but more as more information comes out as far as a uh release date and a price i'll get that to you as well Next up, Queens has released what's called the, the more information on what's called the quote unquote Stefan Feld City Collection. Now, I've really been looking forward to this one uh, because it was they were teasing a lot of the different things with the, the, the city collection and what it would be and that it would involve Feld. So they're going to start kind of re-releasing a lot of, I think it was eight of his games that he had uh, you know put out. And they're going to kind of re-theme them a little bit and then also kind of update them a bit. So the first one, uh, they're going to have two of them that'll be released, uh, that'll be uh, released on Kickstarter on August 18th, and it looks like the shipping will be quarter one of 2021, uh, and it says the future releases will also come at Kickstarter in pairs and space and regular intervals. The next two, uh, so this one was going to be Hamburg and Amsterdam. So Hamburg is going to be a re-imaging of Bruges, uh, which was from, obviously these are felt, and it's also going to include the city and uh, city on the Zwin expansion. Uh, and Amsterdam is going to be Macau. I think the Bruges is also going to have the Pets expansion, which was a, I think a smaller expansion that uh, wasn't really, you didn't really see that. It was probably a Queenie maybe, which is their smaller little expansions. But these are interesting because they're going to be in kind of new cities, uh, updated. The thing about some of the older Felds uh, that were released, I think they were Aaliyah. And, uh, you know, they the bits are kind of crap and they're not really, you know, the the cardboard isn't really great. They're just, they're, they're great games themselves, but the production value is just okay. Queen has been, really upping their production value. So I suspect these will really, really look good. And like I said, Amsterdam uh, was previously Macau. Now, uh, Macau is all-time one of my favorite, probably possibly my number one favorite Feld, Stefan Feld game. And Bruges is in probably my top five. I've played it so, so much. So it kind of goes down a little bit because I played it so much. But this is really also a great game. It's more card-based where you're uh, kind of getting a tableau of different things, of different people and buildings. Uh, and you're uh, also going building a canal. What's really great about it is there's so many different cards, and every one of the cards are multi-use cards where you're either going to get meeples or uh, 
uh, you know, building the houses. We're putting the people into there and, and the interactions on them. There's so many uh, people in the game that the interactions are nuts. Now in Macau uh, has this really cool wind rose uh, mechanism where you're kind of rolling the dice at the beginning of the round and then you're everybody's using the same dice, but everyone's taking three dice. So depending on what the dice numbers are, you're getting cubes to use either one, two, three, four, five, or six rounds down the road. But if you take a, a, a six cubes, six rounds away, because uh, the six would give you six cubes, six rounds away, uh, it gives you more things later, but you have to be putting cards into play every round or you get these negative cubes. So these are going to be two great games to start with. I'll have more information, of course, obviously once they do go up on Kickstarter next month. Uh, but once they do go up, I'll have a lot more information as far as the uh, price goes and what kind of in, you know differences. And hopefully I can get uh, possibly either early copies or maybe even a prototype copy to give you a little bit more information as to them. But for now, look out for those really... Uh, Really excited for that. Uh, a little Asmodee news, because as they continue to take over the world, Asmodee has acquired Libelud, which is a uh, gaming company. They've put out some good games in the past. I believe it's just a Euro-based company that has a lot of people, uh, usually when it comes over to the U.S., they're imported by a different company. So they've acquired them. Libelud has done Seasons, which is one of my favorite games as well. Mysterium, an excellent co-op game. One of the best there is, especially for kind of a group of five or six to play. Uh, Dixit, which one's a spiel to Charis, way back when dice forge wars is it uh looney quest which is an amazing family and kids game so they've got a lot of good games in the stables uh from libelid uh but that uh and that company was started in 2008. Uh, I believe they have about uh, 24 games in total that they'll be acquiring uh, that Asmodee will be putting out with them. We'll have the rights to. So hopefully we'll see some more of those in print as well. Renegade Games announces a little more details on Vampire the Masquerade expandable card game. Now, this was uh, a game they announced. They kind of teased it at a press thing last year at uh, Gen Con. Uh, now, this is going to be an expandable card game. This is going to be designed by Matt Hira. Uh, and Matt Hira came over from Cryptozoic, if you remember. He's the one that made all the Cerebus engine and a lot of the great games, a lot of the great card games that were put out by uh, Cryptozoic, but he put out the service engine, which is kind of the DC deck building game and a lot of the other kind of the deck building games there. So he'll probably have a, you know, which for his games are very approachable and very expandable. So that's probably right up there with what they're looking to do with Ma Vampire of the Masquerade. Now in Vampire Rescue, not a whole lot of information because not even the MSRP uh, has been uh, announced, but they are going to be doing this one as a Kickstarter, which is an interesting one. Uh, Renegade does some Kickstarters, a lot of times the smaller games, but this will be an interesting one because I'm sure they're going to be wanting to make this one as nice as possible, especially with that IP on it. You're going to be taking control of different groups of vampires and four clans. And you're going to be battling to dominate your opponents. Now, you're going to be trying to use various abilities and attacks and, and schemes and such with your cards to take control of the streets and havens. Uh, and then once you get, I think it's the uh, 13, uh, 13 victory points or 13, their Avenger score, uh, agenda score, uh, defeating some rivals and basically uh, getting rid of some of the last vampires, you'll get a victory there. Uh, more information to that, of course, will be up on Kickstarter in August. Man, August is going to shaping up to be a really good Kickstarter month as well. We had a really good one last week. Uh, but yeah, August is shaping up to be yet another good month of Kickstarter games. Uh, actually, let's stick with Asmodee. Let's go back to Asmodee a minute. Asmodee USA is going to be releasing Aladu's, Aladuke's Yukon Airways in mid-August. Now, Yukon Airways was kind of in a limited release, uh, really high, high-ranking game as far as uh, fun goes and kind of an under-radar for a smaller game. But this is a really, really good one. Uh, and they're going to be putting it out in August. Now, in Yukon Airways, you're at the controls of your very own seaplane in a mission of transporting travelers to the different points of the Yukon. You're going to embark your passengers using a draft system 
system, and you're going to be drafting those dice and putting your ticket cards to take them out to different locations on the map. For each passenger, you're going to get money and a possibility of improving your plane if the passenger finds a point of interest that satisfies their taste in the destination. So when the color of the die matches the color of one of the cubes of that destination, uh, and at the end of the game, you're going to be earning money according to the different des- uh, locations that you have visited. A player who's earned the most victory points, almost money, actually the most money at the end, wins at the end of the game. Sorry about that. Uh, this is a midway Euro. It's a, like I said, it's a very underrated game. Uh, does has gotten a lot of good good hype from uh, people that have played it. One in the four players, uh, ninety minutes, and it should be about fifty dollars. Over to Pegasus Spiel, they're going to be releasing Hansa Teutonica the Big Box. This will be coming out in quarter three. It's going to have all the expansions, be two to five players, ages 12 and up. And it's going to play, this one, generally Hansa Teutonica, plays in about 90 minutes, but with some of the expansions, maybe a little bit longer. Uh, It's going to retail for about $60. Hansa Teutonica is typically a game that, uh, you know, it's a little kind of mid to heavier weight. And people really love Hansa because uh, it's one of these games where there's not really anything hidden. There's really no dice. There's uh, not a whole lot of cards. It's just basically a board and you do actions. So people who like less randomness really, really love Hans Teutonica. Um, it's it's kind of what I call a dry soulless Euro, but I love it to death because it just has that great feel to it with a lot of really cool things. As you uncover things on your board, you get a little more actions and a little more abilities to do things. Uh, so check that one out because they'll have a whole lot of stuff. If you haven't gotten it, because uh, I think it was out of print, if you haven't gotten it yet, the big box, since it will be coming out later in the year, will be really good for you to get. Uh, that's in quarter three. Blue Orange has announced Meeple Land, uh, which is a game where you're building a theme park and attracting visitors. Now, Blue Orange is known for family weight games and for children's games. So this one, although early, as far as the information goes, it's very likely to be a good family weight and probably a lighter weight for the whole family. You know, and so you can get your kids in there as well. It's going to be for two to four players. It's going to be about one hour. So it's going to be like a one hour wonder, kind of a super filler. And it's going to be $35 and released in quarter three. Again, both of these games, probably the Hansa Tatanka and the uh, Meeple Land, these were probably Gen Con releases, which would have been released in the next month after that. And uh, even though Meeple Land, they said it was going to be released at uh, at Essen originally, but I think there probably would have been some, you know, knowing knowing Blue Orange, there probably would have been some at Gen Con. So this one will be a really good one. I'm looking forward to this because I really kind of like the idea of making uh, amusement parks, especially, uh, you know, when there's Meeple's involved. Sounds good. And finally, on the news front, I couldn't go. I've gone like a month or so without any Marvel Champions news. So here's some Marvel Champions news for you. Uh, there's a scenario pack coming, and it's going to be Kang the Conqueror. He's the uh, time travel baddie. He's going to bring some funky new ways to play this game in multi-stage challenges. So it's going to be changing how a lot of different things go as far as the different stage goes using that kind of time travel mechanic where you're going to be fighting different stages of him. Looks like a solid challenge for everybody. And the MSRP is going to be about $20. Uh, when I do see a release date, I will let you know here as well. We've got three Kickstarters to wrap us up today. The first I want to talk about is Whale Riders. This one is being put out by Grail Games, a real good game company. Uh, this one will be, uh, this is by uh, Reiner Knizia with art by Vincent Tutra or Dutrade. Uh, it's well-funded. It's got about a week to go as you listen to this, so you may need to get on there uh, as well. But it's very kind of a... You know, Reiner Knizia, who's kind of the, the good doctor, Reiner Knizia, he's put out probably more games than anybody out there in the world. And he's put out, you know, many of the games are very approachable uh, and kind of have a, a real good feel to them, yet a good mathy background to them. So they're not overwhelming as far as too heavy as well. Uh, this one should be about the same way. Uh, there's going to be Whale Riders is going to be about $20 uh, US. There is a Whale Riders, the card game, which say, they say will not be available in stores. I don't know a whole lot about 
about that particular one. That'll be about $10. For $28, you can get the game. Uh, and I believe $37 or $26 US gets you a copy of the Whale Riders card game and Whale Riders. So Whale Riders pretty, you know, one of these, like I said, a very simple game to learn and then a little bit more to master because you basically have one of a couple of things. You're either going to move or you're going to buy one of the kind of the tiles that are in different rows or you're going to fulfill a contract and you're going to kind of be going out on a ride on the whales and coming back. Now, the different uh, little tiles that you can buy with the money, or you can actually discard things, you know, and just take money on your turn. The different car tiles will have different ingredients or resources on them. And then you're also going to be having these contracts that you're going to try to fulfill to get money and uh, pearls. So, you know, very simple concept, you know, very one of these. Kenetsi is really good about putting out these games that uh, you just say to yourself, why didn't I think of that? Because it's a really solid gameplay. Uh, but yet, you know, what seems to be pretty simple to come up with, but yet, uh, you know, yet just great gameplay as well. So that is Whale Riders by uh, Grail Games. Check that one out. Uh, available now. I'll have a link in the show notes. Daily Magic Games has uh, up on Kickstarter about a week and a half to go. Shadow Kingdoms of Valeria. Now, they've put a lot of great Valeria games out. Valeria Card Kingdoms, which is probably one of my favorite. I did I did help contribute to the solo game there. A little solo, a little, sorry, a little humble brag there. I love that because I just love that game so much. And I talked to Isaiah and helped to design that one. The solo version there. There's Villages of Valeria, Quest of Valeria, Corsairs of Valeria, Margraves of Valeria, and now Shadow Kingdoms of Valeria area every one of these games are really cool and introduce uh, kind of different mechanics in each one of this isaiah vallejo uh the designer has done a really really good job of coming up with different ways of doing this uh in this game monsters are fed up with the humans elves and dwarves encroaching on their lands and slaying the populace it's time for monster kind to take back what was once theirs it's time for shadow kingdoms of valeria so what's really cool it's a one of five player game designed by stanislav kardonsky developed by isaiah vallejo david mckenzie and david is I, I easy and is still illustrated by Mihalo Dimitrovsky. At its heart, uh, they say it's an engine building game where you'll draft troop dice and complete battle plans and hire champions to fire up your engine and level up your warden's abilities to pull off amazing combos. Looks really good. It's dice based, which I love. It's got that same uh, Valeria artwork, which really is really cool. It's really it's a kind of its own little niche way, and it I really think it's a, a real cool uh, you know real cool art style. Now, to get in on this one, it'll be $55 to get in on it. It has multiple languages that will be available for, and there's also a, a retailer co- uh, retailer level that you can get in on that to get the copies to you as well. Again, well-funded, about 10 days to go. This one does not have any stretch goals as they just wanted to put this one out, uh, you know, with as much... Um, with this much expanded, you know, the the quality, they wanted to put the quality right into the box at the beginning because a lot of times companies will kind of make quality part of stretch goals. And it's kind of, they're really kind of fake stretch goals because they just kind of want to put stuff out there to add stretch goals to in order, things that they want to do anyway, but they kind of hide them in, in stretch goals anyway. So this is kind of cool. I know I, I like to see that more companies are doing this more and more where they're just kind of giving you stuff right up front and uh, not having stretch goals is just fine with me. Uh, but again, this one is about 12 days to go as a Discord, so you probably have a about a week and a half left. Now, the last Kickstarter I have here is a little bit interesting. It's not really up my alley because, uh, you know, more or less not for a time. I'm not really a painting, miniatures painting guy. More not for, because I don't like it. I just don't have the time or the talent to do so, but I wish I had the money and time to do so. This one is called Studio X 
mobile miniature painting studio. Uh, this one, again, well-funded, about a week left to go by the time this airs. Uh, this is by Mini Masterworks. And what this is, is kind of this kind of uh, carrying case uh, studio where you have a lot of different things for your paints. And it's got the different palettes, places for your uh, piece for your brushes and uh, for your paints and just a nice nifty little thing. There are a absolute ton of upgrades to this where you can get some good paints, get some good uh, brushes and other little knickknack things that you can put into here. Uh, but also just the main kind of carrying case of it, which has kind of magnetic stands for you to put your miniatures in there to carry them around with you, uh, you know, for painting and, you know, getting all, everything into one place. It's really cool. Like I said, there's so much to tell you as far as what's in there. It looks like the complete Studio X painting studio that includes uh, the different, the hanger, the palettes, uh, the wet uh, pads for wet palettes, the, the uh, pro sheets for wet palettes, side panels. Uh, that's going to be about $90. There is a, a, like I said, a ton of things that you can add to it as far as paints and such like that. I'm sure they'll probably have a uh, pledge manager after the fact for anything else that you want to add. But this seems like a really cool thing. If you're into painting and you just want to, you know, a good little small way to keep everything compact, this might be for you. So that is the Studio X Mobile Miniatures Painting Studios. Thanks for joining me today. If you see any news you think I'd like to feature, shoot me a message at GeekJogBlog on Twitter. Also, please check out Majorspoilers.com for more content by Steven and the rest of the Major Spoilers crew. As always, I'm Dan Dan, the Board Game Man, and I'll see everyone in August for another Munchkin Minute. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.